We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, thank you for joining the ESPC podcast, where the purpose of every single podcast is to make money. And every single podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose in a specific outlet. So who the hell am I? Why should you listen to anything I have to say? I have an MBA. I have securities licenses. I have clients' net worths, $50 million and above. My real claim to fame was that I took $6,000 in Pinellas Park, Florida, 1997, opened up a restaurant. Within those six years, George Steinbrenner came by. Aldo uh, Lahey came by. Malcolm Glacier, billionaires ate at my restaurant. Sold it for 900000 right? So what I do is we give you business and financial concepts, actual information you can use today at the sound of our voices to make money. We use business and financial concepts to teach you how to wager on sports. So what have been the outcomes, the results? NFL, 64% first year, 64% second year. Last year, we were 59.875. We made over $100,000 each year with the information we give you. But it's information you could have taken and you made money yourself. And we continue doing that. Now, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So we have Scott from the Northeast who gives us regional diversity. Him and I give age diversity. Uh, first thoughts as we jump into these games, we work on improving on our 65% from last week. We're close to it. 52.5% is break even, and you want the highest margins. But I've been profit on my picks every single week this season. Yeah, for the last two years, you want is profit for the week. He compounded on the previous week. What are your thoughts, Scott? You know, happy to be here. Hopefully people watch the Hawthorne effect within the last three or four hours to get ready for tonight. Um, I'm looking at a 70% week and piggybacking off how the success we had last week. Last week was a good week for us. You know, happy, not satisfied. So I want to make it 70% this week, so. You know, he knows when to jump on right at the right time, you know. Right now, I called him, and he's with his girlfriend from Montana. <laughs> and uh, I had to talk to her because we were first getting into the first game. Since his girlfriend's in Montana, and Brady and Giselle are getting divorced and have that big mansion in Montana, I was going to go up there with Chad and his girlfriend. We're going to squat in his house <laughs> until the divorce is over. All we have to do is turn on the electricity. Let me ask you something. I know this is off subject. What is wrong with Tom Brady? What is wrong? What is wrong with him? <laughs> he's two and he's yeah, oh, he has a broken wrist and he has bad shoulder. He still wants to play. Yeah, but Giselle, come on, really? She ma- she makes more money than he does. I know, I know. A runway model. Her people know more than Guerrero about business. I'm definitely sure about that. Guerrero's messing him up. Came from <laughs> that class too. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people end up breaking up. 
when they moved to Tampa. All right, first game is going to be Thursday night. We're at $9,300. I bet $1,000 a game. I'm going with the Broncos on the money line, the highest winning percentage. Professional sports, minus 180. Minus three as well. I win two out of three at 66%, 52.5% break even. And we go under 43 because neither team has scored. No Jonathan Taylor. Uh, people are complaining about the old cheap-ass quarterback. For, you know, why are you going to put your body on the line for a cheapo quarterback? We'll go ahead with uh, Scott. So I'm uh, – are you going over or under? I'm going under 43. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you 100%. Um, the Colts are no Jonathan Taylor going to their backup, their 1B supposedly plan in Naheem Hines. Um, Shaq Leonard is not playing for them, so that's a big loss for them. Um, on the other side, Javante Williams done for the year. Uh, bad, you know, hurt his knee. Uh, Melvin Gordon's had a fumbling problem issue, and um, he's the, supposedly the – the bell cow running back, according to the offensive coordinator. Having said that, Indy has not looked good all year long at all. Um, I do not like them in this spot. Short week, high altitude. They will lose their breath in the second half. So I'm going to take the Broncos, the under, and the Denver second half line, whatever that may be. Because I think in the high altitude, I think Indy will just – will not be able to compete in the second half of that game. So, um, so those are my three sides of the game. I hundred percent agree. And then we, we looked at all those uh, Colt guys started running on special teams. We're getting tired. We got a arena league superstar girlfriend from Montana. We're going to do the squatting team. Chance uh, Chad Nolan. You know, I'm with you guys here, man. I think, you know, Denver's got the uh, the highest home win, per- you know, one of the highest home win percentages of, of any team at home. So uh, playing in the altitude here, um, I, li- I like the Broncos coming off a tough division loss there in, uh, against Vegas. Um, you got to like the Broncos here to cover, cover the three points. And, um, you know, under 42, I mean, can't really play any other way with Denver so far with the style that they've been playing, you know, with no Jonathan Taylor and a Matt Ryan like we've been seeing. Um, yeah, get it over that key number of 42, 42 and a half, 43, uh, under that. Love that. Let's, well, I'm with you guys. Let's, let's rock with it. All right, there we go. So that is the consensus pick. And then, thank you, Jason, your lifesaver, uh, tracking this for us. So we have independent verification because people can't believe how good we, our numbers are. And a lot of podcasts are dropping off now because they've had losing weeks and we keep getting better and better and better all right so second week in a row uh we got a london game early in the morning for us 6 30 it's early on sunday uh, but we're ready to go green bay playing the giants um I got Green Bay minus eight, under 41. Uh, Daniel Jones is hurt. Tom Rattler, <laughs> he just lives with a concussion. 
there's no way with what happened to uh, to uh, in all levels of sports where people with concussions get to let them anywhere near the field. Uh, Green Bay's defense is better under Joe Barry, and Joe Barry is the son-in-law of Bonnie Kiffin, Layla Kiffin, and the brother-in-law of Lane Kiffin, the head coach of your uh, Friday podcast, the uh, Ole Miss Webbles. So they're not going to score at all on Green Bay. Uh, big game for Aaron Rodgers. He's an international renaissance man. And he wants, he loves, you know, he, he hasn't met a camera he doesn't, he doesn't love. So it's good for his branding uh, to get his, uh, his name out there and whatever model he wants to date, get her name out there as well with this London game. So I got Green Bay minus eight under 41. What do you think? We'll go Scott in chat. I'm right with you. This is, this is where the Giants come back down to earth. Um, you know, traveling overseas. Green Bay has never played in London before, so this would be the first time. The only NFL team that has not played over uh, over in London. But I, I just think Green Bay has too too many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I, I don't know how many points the Giants are going to score if Daniel Jones is not right. right. Saquon Barkley is going to have to carry the load, and I think Green Bay is going to stack the box against him. So. And throw the ball in the second half for the Wildcats. Yeah, so give me Green Bay. Uh, minus eight, and give me the under based on the Giants aren't going to score that much. Josh, what number did you say you got the under at? 41. 41, yeah, that's what it's at right now. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys here. I, I think Scott hit it on the head, man. This is a return to the mean game for the Giants. Right. Um, this whole season has been like, you know, you know, are they – they're like three and one right now? Or are they two and three? Three and one. Three yeah, and one. Yeah, so, I mean, it, this is a return to the mean game, man. They've played some really bad competition here. Um, you know, that Packers defense, Joe Barry's had them dialed up. Um, you know, Rodgers and those young receivers have kind of been making some ground since week one. So, yeah, man, I, I think you're you're looking at a, you know, kind of a 24-7 to seven type game here. Um, you know, Green Bay wins handily 31-7, something like that, 31, even 31-10 by the half point if it hits 41, you know. Uh, but, yeah, this one, I don't see a lot of points from the Giants with the banged up Daniel Jones and um, – I think you know Green Green Bay is is gonna gonna handle this one. They're not gonna mess around with this one. This is this is the built-in win for Green Bay, um, and the Giants will not be able to score enough to keep it within eight. So I like that Green Bay minus eight under the forty-one. All right, so that is the unanimous pick: Green Bay minus eight under forty-one. Uh, revenge game, revenge game theory. I never go again. Josh, you're on mute. He can't hear me. Again, um, again. Guys, guys can hear you're me. You're not on mute. Yep. He's on mute. <laughs> He's on mute. I'm on mute now. No, you're good. You're good. You're you're good now. Good now. So my wife had control of it. Trying to do the. My wife just tunes me out, but yes, I'm sorry. Remote control for somewhere to mute me. But uh, whenever I go against revenge game theory, I lose. And last week, I didn't even want to go against revenge game theory. I forgot that Andy Reid has a memory like an elf. <laughs> He's still stewing over the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And man, was he ready for that Tampa Bay defense zone blitz? How do you attack the zone blitz? He showed you how to do it. Uh, this memory is short. Uh, Steelers went in there with a bad team, with uh, Rossis Burger, could not throw more than five yards. And he went in there and he beat Buffalo. 
first game of the season last year. McDermott, uh, he's an Andy Reid disciple. Uh, he hasn't forgotten either. So they're going to blow him out. They're going to let him score. Uh, again, big mismatch. McDermott is a big Andy Reid guy, defensive guy. Loves that zone. And I've seen them playing the zone better. So whatever they do with Leslie Frazier. So you got Leslie Frazier, McDermott, veteran defensive coordinators against a rookie quarterback. And I don't think Belichick and Carroll have never lost against a rookie quarterback. They're not scoring. It's going to be ugly. 28 to nothing Buffalo. Buffalo covered the 14 points. It'll be under 47. We'll go flip it up. We'll go uh, Chad and Scott. Yeah, man, I'm with you guys here, or I'm with, with you here, Josh. Um, Pittsburgh is god-awful. Um, you know, Kenny, they announced Kenny Pickett starting this game for sure. They're going with him now. Yes. Yep. They said they're making the – I saw Tom when he had an interview. Yep. So, you know, there's going to be some growing pains here. You know, uh, uh, you know, McDermott, defensive guy, um, he's going to have it dialed up here. Pittsburgh is going to struggle offensively like they have been all year. You know, and their their defense is not the defense of the past, man. They're, they're going to struggle stopping Bills here. So, I'm with you, man. I think 14 Bills are going to handle them, um, and, and they're not they're not scoring. They're not they're not scoring more than 14, 10, 14 points. No way. So, um, yeah, I mean, 31-7, something like that. The, this is this is going to be, in my opinion, kind of similar to the Green Bay New York game and style and, and final score outcome. So, um, I'm with you. I like the I like those picks, Josh. I'm, I'm riding them with you. Right, and you got a rebuilding team against a team that uh, is building a new stadium. And remember, when a team is building a new stadium, they always make it to the Super Bowl. Remember, you know, we're talking Atlanta, the Rams, these are not. Go ahead, Scott. I'm 100% with you, you guys. I think that um, rookie quarterback going up to Buffalo after Pittsburgh beat them opening week last year, not a chance. Not a chance. Buffalo. You, they can name their score in this game, basically. So I'm going to take the Bills, and I'm going to take the the under total because I think the Bills will be doing all the scoring, and Pittsburgh will be doing no scoring. Nice. So, um, so give me Buffalo. I know 14 is a huge number, but in this situation, it'll it'll come it'll come true. So I'm with you guys 100 percent on this. So. Yeah, because they're so bad, you know. Uh, this is going to be a crazy game. Uh, two franchises, uh, they're basically criminal organizations. Jimmy Hanlon is pretty much a criminal. He's the owner of the Cleveland Clowns. And then the Spano family, from the Sponge Docks in Tarpon Springs. Tarpon, type in Google, Tarpon Springs, Sponge Dock, murders. Greek mafia. Can, can I give you one more on this? Pittsburgh's team total is 16 and a half. I'm going under that. I'm going under it. That's, good. That's a good one. Because they don't try to place like the Jets. The Jets killed us with a trick play. The quarterback threw three interceptions against the Jets last week. Okay. What, are you, what is he going to do against Buffalo? <laughs> Four, five. Yeah. Yeah, so. So we'll throw that in there. Team total, uh, we'll make a consensus because I'm going for it. Team total, Pittsburgh, under 16? 16, 16 and a half. 16 and a half. 
That's so a, that little hook in there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be careful with those things. Make sure you take the hook. Yep. And we're high volume betters, but we bet a lot. So the numbers are in your favor taking the hook. Mm-hmm. Next game is those two criminal organizations we're talking about. What do you what do you guys talk about by taking the hook? Like extra juice? It's over minus one ten. It's not even, it's got the half a point, half sixteen and a half. Oh, hook, I got you, I got you, I got to you. hook with that where it's either gonna win or lose. It's not yeah, you can't you can't push, it's not possible. Yeah, you can't push it. Not, yeah, I got you. I got you. Right. Any question anybody has, uh, feel free to ask. We're more happy to answer your questions. Uh, and we use business and financial concepts to come up with the answers. Uh, and that's why we study the organization, fundamental analysis. Uh, people have gotten rich with fundamental analysis, not technical analysis. You've gotten rich, like David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Selling technical analysis. And within fundamental analysis is corporate governance, right? You kind of use that because the closer you get to the truth, you can predict outcomes. Now, Elon Musk says he knows the truth, and that's how he can predict outcomes. We don't have the resources. So 80% of the time, you have to make good decisions without having all the information. So last year, and it's analogous to this year, they're already worn out. Backups that are already worn out. Usually they wear out the sixth or seventh game of the season. Now they're wearing out by now, which is the fifth game of the season. Last year was a shootout. That's why I'm going under the 48. I like the Chargers on the money line because I am 70% against teams that are analytic teams. And uh, Jimmy Haslam went for it. So David Tepper, and I'm going to stick with that until it stops losing money. Warren Buffett. So I'm not playing with house money. I'm playing with my money. <laughs> you can call it gravy, my gravy. <laughs> not the house money. So I'm ahead 70% last three years against analytic teams. So I'm going to go Chargers on the money line. They want to save face because in court, they want to say, hey, we're trying to win because there's no money in the trust. And the Spano sister wants a cut of it. And if you don't think the Spanoses are mobsters, listen to what they're saying about their sister in public. And what kind of tone he gives. We'll go Scott, then channel this. So Cleveland is a, basically a one-trick pony, and that's their running game. And I have yet to see a team slow that running game down this year. Bill Callahan, he always makes uh, the playoff on the running game being the offensive line. Yep. I like the Chargers in this game. I like the Chargers in the spot. I don't like the analytic team at all here. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with you, Josh, on this. I'm going to go Chargers, money line, Chargers, and Browns under team total. So I'm 100% agreeing with you. I'm not comfortable picking the side, so I'll just go with the money line in this one. So loser teams, you can't pick the side because it's like their Thanksgiving dinner, right? Now they cannot expect the sister to bring anything because she's mad about the trust. She wants her cut. She knows it's gone because they have to kick up to the people in Florida of all places. Go ahead, Chad. You know, I'm with you guys here, man. Uh, I'm not, not trying to back the Browns here. I think the Chargers will pull out this one. Um, 
I think they just got they they are a better team right now. Um, they got they got more weapons. They just got more stuff they can do. Um, you know, take yeah, take them on the money line. They're on the road, and then yeah, I think this one does come under. You know, the forty seven and a half. I know the Browns are gonna are trying to run the ball, get a steady dose of Nick Chubb. Um, and the Chargers kind of had a breakout. You know, Eckler three touchdown game. Um, you know, so a little little return to the mean. Offense will calm down a little bit. I think they won a close game here. You know, they're going to win a, you know, a 24, 21, 21, 17, uh, 24, 14. Win a close game like that. And this one will stay just under. This one's going to, you know, come in about 44, 45, but stay under. Um, so I'm with you guys. I like that. I like the Chargers money line. Um, win this game and uh, under the 47 and a half with a lot of running, uh, a lot of running for from, from the Browns. So. Nice, nice. And this is not a cult, right? So we're free to, to disagree. We just happen to uh, agree on these picks. And we've been working with each other a long time. We kind of have learned a lot from each other. We can kind of mind melt this. And that's why sports betting is the only form of uh, gambling, if you would, that's collaborative, right? Because nobody has all the answers. You kind of work together for the answers. And again, right, communist Putin says that the West can't collaborate. That's why he took a shot over there in the Ukraine. Because, you know, they think capitalists can't collaborate. But we can. And we're showing that right now. Uh, so that's that's your consensus pick. Uh, Chargers money line under 48. You got Chicago at Minnesota. Uh, I like the Vikings. Get them off that. Key number. I got a minus six. And I have them. Let me make sure. I get, yeah, you have to go under 44, right? Because, uh, again, veteran uh, defensive coordinators against uh, the defensive coordinator for the Vikings has been in the NFL 30 years against Justin Fields. Really, what they have, Irfus, uh, he worked under control freak, Frank Wright over there in uh, Indianapolis. So he really hasn't made a lot of decisions in his life, right? So again, Mormon, and I always use the example of the Mormon uh, people that I make a lot of money off of business because the guy uh, couldn't choose his religion. He has to be Mormon. Then uh, he doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. So his buddy from high school gets him to go to the military, comes out of the military. His wife, his mom has a beautiful Mormon girl at the house after he gets out of the military. That's when he marries. He goes to the grocery store and he sees his buddy from high school and tells him to uh, come to his place and sell insurance. So now he's like 50 years old, doesn't know how to make a decision. And then he comes to me. And I teach in decision science and help them with his business. This is what's going on with Eberfuss, the head coach of your uh, Chicago Bears. He's never made a decision his whole life. Now he's the head coach. He's running the Bears like a college team, but they really are. They're, they have the most under the salary cap. And Jason's in Chicago. He's going to have to explain it to me one day <laughs> because it almost seems like they want to sell the team, but they're cheap. But I guess uh, there's a waiting list for season tickets. That's why they do this. And they're making a lot of profit. So they're, they're cutting labor costs, making a lot of profit. And meantime, Chicago has no players. 
they're getting offensive linemen from the streets. And again, you were trusted to make a rookie mistake. He's a defensive guy who now wants to run the offense. They didn't like Bill Chief. He's been in the NFL for years before he tried to do that. He tried to do that off the bat. And what is the result? I don't think uh, Chicago had more than 14 points the whole season. Right? It's very predictable that they're not going to score a lot because Eberfuss. How about that for analysis? You're not going to get anywhere else. So that's, you got to go with the under. Keep pounding the under on the Bears until it stops losing money. We'll go uh, Scott and Chad. Minnesota is going to put a big number in this game as well, like Green Bay. Um, Chicago, the term that that I've heard a lot with Chicago is they're playing a high school offense. And they are. (laughs) They are. They they do not have any trust in Justin Fields to throw the ball at all. There's some good, like, we're going to have Simon Bosco against Modern Day this weekend. That's going to be the Chicago Bears offense. Yeah, so so I, what I think is going to happen is Justin Jefferson's going to go crazy in this game. They're gonna they're gonna get up really big at halftime, maybe a twenty four nothing game, and then they're just going to coast in the rest of the game. So I think when you look at them, you got to look at Minnesota, and you got to look at the under because I think Minnesota is going to do a Philadelphia thing, which is. Get up big, twenty-four nothing at halftime, and then take the pedal off the metal, right. and may have their defense win the game. So maybe like a twenty-four to ten type of game, but that that's going to be what happens. So give me Minnesota and give me the under. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm with you guys here, man. Um, you know, Minnesota, I think is going to have way too much here offensively um, for Chicago to keep up with. Um, which, which will make them cover this one. And yeah, I think it's, it, it's going to go, you know, go under here. You got a division game, um, be a little bit lower scoring here. And I, I, I just, I like the Vikings and I just don't think that, um, the bears will be able to have enough offensively. Vikings will get out to a lead, be able to control the game, control the clock. And this one will, will, will come under similar to like what they did with green Bay there week one. So I, I, I like those picks I'm with you guys. Thanks. Nice. All right, so that's your consensus pick, Minnesota minus six, under 44. Uh, Adrian Rob. Uh, Adrian Rob likes Kevin O'Connell, San Diego guy. I know Chad likes him too. Uh, Bill Belichick. So we always go to uh, Scott because he's up there. He's been watching the Patriots his whole life. We don't let him give us an opinion on, on, the, on the Patriot games because you never bet your own team, rule number one. Of betting and Scott was 80% in the NBA playoffs, 52.5% is break even, professionals 59%. But he was 80% NBA playoffs. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Celtics game, he was talking about how great that coach is, was now under uh, indefinite suspension. So, what are your thoughts on this game, Scott? So, Seattle, I don't remember the last time they put 48 points up on the board against Detroit or against anybody. Never mind Detroit. Anybody. Pete Carroll didn't know what was going on. It was like a pinball game, back and forth, back and forth, or a tennis match. Um, I think Belichick's going to have something up his sleeve to slow Detroit down. And Detroit is going outside, cold environment, I don't know if it's going to rain, wind, whatever, on Sunday. But I I still think 
at the end of the day because the Patriots can start a rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi, who did look pretty good last week um, when he came in. He's going to get a full week of reps. Um, they're going to run the ball a ton. So I think this game is definitely going under. I don't think it's going over. I'm going to take Detroit here and get the three points. I, I just think that Detroit is going to come in here into New England and is going to have enough to win the game. I think the rookie quarterback will make, will make a costly turnover down in the fourth quarter. And I think that's going to cost the Patriots. So give me Detroit. This is a tough game to pick. Give me Detroit and give me the under. And that's where I'll go. So uh, if need be, Jason will be the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with the Pats on the money line over 45.5. Uh, if you live in the Pats, if you live in the Pats, you're Even though Belichick's, this Belichick's baby and he's focused on this defense, they've given up a lot of points and they can't stop the run. Maybe it's because they've been on the field so long. I will say I will say this before Chad goes. Whoever gets their fourth loss this season could go right right down the drain here because one of these teams is going to be one and four after this game. Right. So so I I personally think that whoever loses this game, it could be an extra long season for them because you know you know Detroit may get to six or seven wins this year, but if they lose this game. I, I think they're they're gonna have some serious problems coming down the stretch here. You have to reassess a lot. So um, I think Detroit's the better team in this situation, and I think they're gonna they're gonna at least cover the spread if not win the game. So yeah, the problem with Detroit is they have the worst defense of all times. Absolutely, no question about it. Uh, no question about it. And every single possession, uh, they want to fire Aaron Glenn. Darren Glenn's a new guy now. Ben Johnson's the opposite. He's a he's a genius. Yeah, and my and my question will be, um, can the Patriots' offense exploit that? That's my question, and I don't I don't know that they can fully exploit it. Exploit it. Well, the problem is that the easiest thing to learn in football, and Jack maybe to speak to this, is teaching offensive linemen how to run block and running mm-hmm. block. And that's something that. Since they've been in it their whole life, Joe Judge and Patricia can figure out is how to run the football. Yeah, Isaiah went and um, worse than their ability to stop the pass is that Detroit can't stop the run. No doubt. And no they doubt. have had in New England. There's a lot more money in New England right now than in Detroit. So the refs are going to go for bigger points, Scott. They're going to go for the Patriots to kind of keep them in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Corporate term because there's some money, money out there, and they need them. They need the money. They're going Absolutely. into the session, so the refs are going to give them. And Detroit's always bad. So even if Detroit loses, they're lovable losers, right? They're <laughs> they're sort of like you know hard knocks, and they're going to be on Thanksgiving. And they got the coach who has a good personality. He's old like we are, but he's in shape. And so I could probably get him on the gun part of it. Uh, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, I – man, it's a tough spot to pick the Lions in 
New England, man. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I like New England. Um, you know, I think minus the two and a half, getting one of the key number three. I think New England can win this game here. Um, you know, by a field goal at home, one and three. I think Belichick's going to get this win. Um, and yeah, I, I think with Zappy at quarterback, they are going to open it up a little more. Um, you know, they did that in the second half there against Green Bay, and the Lions have been scoring all year. I think this one sneaks over um, just barely here. But yeah, I, I like I like the Patriots um, to to win this game, uh, co- cover the two and a half, and I, I think this one goes over. So that that that's what that's what I'm doing with this one. Kind of the freeway. I've got to break a tie for the first time, huh? <laughs> Patriots, Patriots uh, minus two point five and Detroit plus three. I'm going with Chad. I lo- I like the money line, but I don't like the minus one sixty four. So I go New England two and a half. Agent Rob, hop on now. Back me. <laughs> Back to the top. <laughs> Yeah, no, Agent Rob's been loving those overs. Because <laughs> every, every Detroit game has got over. Because uh, they have a lights-out offense and the horrible defense. So the consensus pick is New England minus two and a half over 45. All right. Uh, next game is Alpha mentioned Seattle at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans needs this game bad in the zone. Uh, Seattle defense is horrible. They're in a rebuilding year. We lost Jamal Adams. Uh, if you listen to the book Win Forever by Pete Carroll, he said that he learned his defense from Monty Kiff. Remember this name, right? That's why you can pick all these games. Because we've seen this movie before. He said that he's never going to change his defensive philosophy, right? Uh, is you know, it's is the Jimmys and the Joes or the X's and the O's. That's why he traded Russell Wilson so he could get all those draft picks and money on the salary cap. Uh, so the Saints need this game back. So I like uh, Pete Carmichael and uh, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is the head coach. Pete Carmichael is the offensive coordinator. Best friends with Sean Payton. So I like the Saints minus six over 46 since the Seattle defense is so bad. What do you think, uh, Scott? I fully agree with you. We'll look for Michael Thomas to be back, Alvin Kamara to be back, maybe Jameis to be back. Right. They they cannot lose touch with Tampa Bay in this division. They have to win this game. It's it's vital for them right. to have any shot at a playoff spot or the division. So give me New Orleans to win big and give – would you go over or under? I'm going over. over because the Seattle defense is so Yeah, bad. give me over. Yeah, give me the over as well. I think this could be one of those 30-27 type of shootouts. And so give me the over. It's a, like Chad says, it's a controlled environment. Yep. Inside yep. the dome. And, and Geno Smith has not looked bad at all this year. No, he so. does not. Coaching for – he's playing yeah. for career. What do you think, Chad? I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I think New Orleans is getting all those weapons back. They have an explosive um, offensive day. And the Seahawks will, will get theirs as well um, to get this one over, over the 46. 
And yeah, I like New Orleans back at home here. Um, you know, I think they'll be able, be able to win this game by by a touchdown. So I, I think they'll have a good offensive day. Um, you know, they 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 need need a need a big win here. Um, stay stay there in the division. And I'm with you guys. This one's going to go over in that controlled environment. Um, you know, offenses are, offenses are going to be be rolling a little bit. The Seahawks are not. The Seahawks of the past. Um, right. They've been letting people score, and they, you know, Geno's been been putting up some points. So, uh, you know, I definitely think you got to go over because you saw Carroll said we're getting back to the run, and you saw what happened last week. Um, you know, they scored all those points. So, um, you know, it's like I don't want to, you know, hear what you tell me. I want to see what you show me. So, so far they they've they've showed us that looks like that this, you know, they're, that's going to be an, an over style if uh, you know Geno keeps playing that way and the defense keeps looking the way it is. So, I, I'm with you guys here. I like it. And, and keep in mind, New Orleans had no Kamara, no Michael Thomas, no Jameis last week, and still put 25 points up. So, to me, those three guys come back, that that improves your offense, and that, that gets you into the 30s against the Seattle defense that just gave 45 up. So, Yeah, no, uh, Chris Olave, too, is going to get time against that. He's going to feast. He's going to feast. Because that Seattle secondary, yep. right? So that's you know, now uh, living in Florida twenty years for whatever reason, could be like the Bermuda Triangle or something. Miami, New York Jets games are always crazy. Crazy head coach for the Jets, Robert Slade or Sly, whatever his name, taking receipts, threatening reporters, threatening other teams, running trick plays. Uh, I think they're going to cover four points. They're a loser team. Uh, the family member that's not going to bring the Thanksgiving dinner the way they say they are, it's going to borrow money. You're just going to give it to them because they're never going to pay you back. Uh, so you can't, got to take them off that key number. So I'm going to take the Jets plus four, under 46 against Teddy Bridgewater and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, in, this, in this game, going up to uh, New York, for, they've been on the road a lot. And uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I think Teddy Bridgewater will pull it off. But Teddy Bridgewater, that's why he's been in the league a long time, does not take any chances. If it's not open, he's going to take off and run. It's going to be a short passing game, right? So that's going to lead to your under. And that's what the Jets want anyways, because they can't score unless it is a trick play. You know, last week they gave up trying to run on, on the Steelers. So that's why they try to trick play. So I don't think they'll be able to run on Josh Boyer's Miami defense either. So I like this game being one of those 17-14 uh, games. We'll go Scott and Chad. I 100% agree. I give me the under in this game. The Jets just beat a bad Pittsburgh team and basically played one quarter against Cleveland to come back and win that game. So. To me, the Jets need to prove something. Zach Wilson needs to prove a little bit more to me um, because I think Pittsburgh just had – offensively, they were terrible last week. So, I like Miami in this spot. I think Miami is for real. I think their defense is for real. I think they can they can definitely control the Jets. I think um, I think the low – Low scoring. If you look at the rivalry in the history of this this game, 24-17's been mostly the number around somewhere in that uh, vicinity. So, 
I like this to go under, and I, I like the Dolphins to win. I think Teddy Bridgewater will will manage the game well enough for Miami to to, to win a game. So, what do you think, Trey? Uh, and I'm with you guys here. I like I like that too. You know, I think the Jets getting four points at home. I think this will be a close close game, field goal style game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the Miami game plan is going to be a little bit more conservative this week. Um, you know, they, they're cool with a one, two, three point win. I don't think they're, you know, really trying to blow anybody out. Let Teddy Bridgewater control the game. Um, you know, ma manage this, this two injury, um, you know, till till he can get back. So yeah, I'm with you guys here. I think, uh, this, this one will, will, will be a competitive division game, stay under and, you know, the Jets getting four points here. Um, you know, I think, they, you know, I, I think the Dolphins win this game by a field goal. So I think the Jets will cover this spread and it'll, it'll stay under. So I'm with you guys. All right. So that is your consensus pick. Jets plus four, right? Under 46. Did I get it right? Yeah, I'm going to go the Jets. I'm going to go the Jets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, stay off the Dolphins. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going like down a half point, Miami minus two and a half, or were you going Jets the other way? Jets three and a half, Scott. Jets. Jets. Yeah, Jets, three Jets and the under. Yeah. I think this is one of those games that stay close throughout. Right. Jets was four, under 46. Uh, man, I'm going to wait for this to get to plus 10 on Sunday as people start betting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they see like preseason or pre game shows. Double-digit dog in the division. Uh, Tampa Bay will win the game. However, it will go over 47. I'm going to have to go with the Tampa Bay second-half line as well. Uh, but even though it's hot in Atlanta, uh, they're a real cheap team. Uh, the owner was the owner of Home Depot. Got gold dig, right? So the gold digger uh, was trying to take the team from him. Older man marries a young woman, and she married him. What for what? For his money. And now she's trying to take the Atlanta Falcons as well. Not only his pride, but also the Atlanta Falcons she's trying to take. So what we'll do is uh, wait to Monday night or to uh, Sunday, early Sunday, wait for that line to balloon to 10, pick Atlanta. It's going to be over 47 because it is a division game. Counts for two. They study each other a lot. And Arthur Miller, uh, I want to call him Arthur Miller. That's the that's the uh, play writer. Arthur Smith, the head coach of your Atlanta Falcons, was talking smack early, you know, preseason, right, about how good Atlanta was going to be. And I took the season total of Atlanta over five. So they're halfway there on his smack talk. He knows something about something. He doesn't want to get fired on a cheap team. So with that being said, I like them to be real competitive against Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Brady is playing hurt. He's not injured. Hurt means that you have so much pain, right, that it makes you uncomfortable. And most of, most of us wouldn't go to work or, or, or do anything with that. Tom Brady is playing with it. Injured is that you're in the hospital. You can't even – you cannot go – you can't even move your leg at all. Uh, but he, he is hurt. Uh, and they're trying to integrate things together, which is going to be a tough for Atlanta. 
the reason Atlanta will not win the game is because their defense is so horrible, but we're going to monetize that by going over. So we'll go Scott and check. I'm going the over for sure. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. And the reason I'm going to take Tampa Bay is this. Everybody's back for Tampa now. Godwin, Evans, Julio. Gage is getting healthier. Fournette's getting healthier. They're getting healthier at the right time. They have a backup running back that's that's pretty good in Rashad White. I think against Kansas City in that mid-third quarter to the end of the game, they found something on offense. And I think that's Mike Evans is the alpha male receiver and then to spread it out to the rest of the, the team. Tiger. Right. Right. So I think they're two and two. I think the Brady and the Buccaneers are embarrassed by the performance they put on defensively and offensively in that Sunday night game. And I think Atlanta is going to pay the price this game. I can see Tampa Bay winning by two touchdowns. I can see them winning 34 to 21, 34 to 20, something like that. So I like Tampa Bay in this spot. I love Tampa in this spot. And I love the over in this game because Atlanta is going to score and Tampa is going to score too. Right. So that that's my picks. Give me Tampa and give me the over. And I agree with you. Give me Tampa on the second half line because I think Atlanta will be worn down. So very good, very good. Break the tie, Chad Nolan. Um, man, I uh, I'm on this balloon line, man. I I, I got to go with Atlanta plus nine plus ten here. Um, I just Tampa Bay has not shown me this year. I know it's Tom Brady. I know. You know they they've showed us stuff the last couple of years, but I just they um you know they haven't been finishing in the red zone. Um, you know they they've just he's been been struggling offensively to get get in a rhythm. Um, so yeah, I think this line's gonna balloon, and I I I think Atlanta will be able to score enough here to keep it within you know ten points. Um, you now Tampa Bay wins the game, definitely, but I I, I think uh, this one will go over the total. Both teams score. Um, you know, I think, you know, this, you know, this, it could, you know, could be reminiscent of that LA Rams game earlier, you know, even where, where the Rams got up big and, you know, tried to kind of run, take the foot off the pedal. I think Atlanta, if they do get down to a lead, we'll get, we'll, or get down, we'll get back in it. You know, and I, I think this is a, you know, a, a 31, you know, 24 type game here where uh, Atlanta loses by like seven and uh, gets, you know, gets to the mid fifties total wise. So I like the over, I'm with you guys on the over. And I'm going Atlanta plus nine or whatever it belongs to. All right. So the consensus pick is Atlanta plus the number, whatever it is, 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, we all agree on the over, 47 and a half. Always try to buy it down if you can. Uh, but 47 isn't really a key number. And I think it's going to go way over 47, to be honest. And we all agree on the Tampa Bay second half line. All right. Now, one game that if you haven't signed me at, I recommend going ahead and uh, recording this game. If you will fall asleep by, by the end of the first quarter, uh, Tennessee money line under 43 against another criminal stealing from the other owners uh, ticket sales uh he had to testify 10 hours in congress uh, he's kind of the, like the chaster who bought the uh islanders remember that guy 
the way he got busted when he was asking for somebody put his twenty dollars at the NHL. You talking about Bill Tory? Right, right. The guy who okay, uh, yeah, who, who tried to get loans to buy the uh, Islanders that he was broke. And he was asking for somebody for twenty dollars in the elevator. And like, what? Aren't you the owner of the team? Or are you asking me for twenty bucks? Well, that's the way Snyder is the owner of the Washington Lord Commander. He's like Stannis for those people who watch uh, Game of Thrones. So uh, they're cheap. They don't have any backups, and they're falling apart faster than they usually do. So Brable doesn't even like to win road games. He's going to have to in this case. He's going to run it to death, win the game. Uh, 17-0. We'll go uh, Scott and Chad. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you a third side on this too, but I'm going to go Tennessee, and I'm going to go the under. I don't can't see how Washington is going to score a lot of points in this game. They couldn't against Dallas last week. They're not going to do it again. Right. Allison Wentz has regressed since the start of the season for sure. Um, he's not the quarterback he was. Their running game is in shambles. Their defense is terrible. They will not be able to stop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry will run wild in this game. Right. So I like uh, Tennessee. I like the under. And I like the under Washington team point total of 20.25. Ooh. Washington will not hit 20 in this game. Brable is a Super Bowl winning uh Linebacker, defensive coordinator, gotten teams into the playoff. There's no way. And Carson, and, Wentz, I think he's pegged, right? The last two owners he played with, one's a drug addict and the other one's a thief. <laughs> and, and the other thing I will tell you about this game is Tennessee knows they have this division. So if they could string some wins together, whether it be against NFC teams, AFC teams, whatever, they can – lengthen this division lead and not have to worry at the end of the year that they need to win games to win the division. So, so what they do on offense or put it up on film what they do on offense for the playoffs. They're going to be very vanilla in this game. Right. Derrick Henry left, Derrick Henry right, Derrick Henry up the middle. And he's going to be able to deliver. Yes. So what do you think? That's Sam? my two sides. Yeah, I'm uh I'm with you guys here. I my bad I've been reading some stuff real quick, but I'm with I didn't hear your guys' picks, but I, I I like Tennessee minus the two and a half, and I like the under forty three. Yep. What, what, is that what you guys are doing? What, what yep. You, yep. And you guys had other. What was that? What was your other side? Your other picks on top Wa- of that? Washington's team total is twenty point two five points. I went under that. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Did you have Did you have an extra an add on too, Josh? No, no, but I agreed with uh, with Scott on that. I don't I don't see. Washington scoring at all. Got you, got you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'll, Tennessee wins this game. They control this game. Steady dose of Derrick Henry. This one stays under. Washington does not score too much. Defense is dialed up for the Titans. Steady dose of Henry goes goes under. Titans cover. And you always have to watch out for teams that are losing on purpose because they don't want to pay uh, travel costs in the playoffs. And it, it seems like they go to the – the, the owner's meeting says, hey, get this Carson Wentz guy. You for sure will not make the playoffs with him the quarterback. <laughs> so that's why the drug addict and the thief who have him on there. All right. Uh, Washington does not draft a quarterback in April. I would be hugely surprised, and I will eat the piece of paper I might draft prep work on. <laughs> Seriously. You're really going to de- really trust Carson Wentz? Come on. As long as the fans haven't figured it out, you're trying to lose on purpose. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two teams that are always trying to lose on purpose lately. Uh, you know, they are the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lovey Smith. Uh, Jacksonville went on the road twice. Last week, they got exposed as the players started wearing down. Uh, Houston needs a win just for pride for the coaches and the players. They usually play a close game, and last week they did play a close game. Uh, I just didn't measure or overestimated the conditioning program there in Houston. Uh, but these are two equal teams. They're going to run in a lot. Uh, look, Davis Mills have returned to the mean. I like Houston plus seven. They almost covered against uh, the Chargers. And I like it under 44. Uh, Houston is cheap, so they don't let the guys work out in the dome. They work out in this field with patches on outside the heat and humidity of Texas. So both teams are equal footing uh, with the heat. And then my dad's giving a report that the hurricane blew out the humidity, which usually happens. So it's not going to be as humid as it usually is because the hurricane blew all that out. Uh, so I like Houston plus seven under 44. So what do you think? Uh, we'll go Scott and Chad. I'm going to go the other side. I'm going to go the under, under 44. And I'm going to go the other side. I'm going to go Jacksonville. I I think the key to this game for Jacksonville, Houston's a bottom five team in, in uh, rush defense. Right. I think Jacksonville's going to run the ball a ton, more so than they usually do. I think they're going to take this ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands this week and run the ball and win the game because they're in a position right now where they can – they still could win this division. You know, them and Tennessee are going to be the two teams that come out of this division um, to battle. And so I, I like Jacksonville in this spot. I don't think Houston defensively can stop them running the ball. James Robinson has been really good. And I think Davis Mills, again, I'll say it again, he's regressed as a quarterback. And I, I think that if he's regressing as a quarterback, I think the Jacksonville defense will be ready for him. And I think Jacksonville defense will shut down Brandon Cooks, and I think they'll win this game by 10 points, like a 20 to 10 type of game. So yeah, give me Jacksonville see. and give me the give me the under. I even might take the Jacksonville second half line too. I might even go that way too. But full minus. Just, yep. Jacksonville okay. minus seven um, and under 44. And those will yeah. be my picks. I'll stay away from the second half line for right now. Who's the better quarterback, Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence? I think Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback right now. Yeah. I, I really do. I don't think Davis Mills has shown anything to say that he he's ready to take the next step as a quarterback. So that's a problem for Houston because if, you, if they're trying to run the ball a lot and you don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball, I think teams are just going to stack the box and say, okay, show us. And he hasn't been able to yet. So. Trevor Lawrence was 11 for out of 23 last week. Yeah, but don't forget it was raining and it was windy in Philadelphia, so that it was kind of tough for him right. to to do to to do anything. And Jalen Hurts didn't even have a good game passing either. So um, you neither Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence ever won a uh, college playoff team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NFL defenses with in Alabama. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, so I'm liking Houston plus seven and a half 
Yeah, I'll take the hook plus seven and a half. I think that this will be a competitive, uh, you know, close game. I don't think either team runs away with this game by any means, you know, and I do. I think both defenses have played well up to this point. We saw Houston break down last week. Jacksonville haven't seen the breakdown yet, but I think that's coming. Right. Both these teams are loser teams. They don't have the depth. They're going to break down. I think these defenses will break down, and I think this game will get a little sloppy. Special team score, kick return. Right. Um, so I think this one's going to squeak over. I like Houston Ooh. plus seven and a half, and I like I like this one to get over 43 and a half is the number I got right now. Um, and I think this one just gets over late. I think this is going to be kind of a, you know, a, a wild game back and forth. Um, and I think there's going to be some type of pick six, uh, you know, fumble, kick return, block kick, something like that's going to get this game to go over. This is going to be a wild division game. Um, two loser teams. Uh, g- give me Houston plus seven and a half. Give me over the 43 and a half. Right, so we have split decision all the ways. So, uh, Jason, what is the consensus pick on this? Consensus pick, though, Houston plus seven and a half and under 44 consensus pick. Okay. But no, no unanimous on neither the side or the total. I guess okay. I'm Ruth again. <laughs> It'd be a great <laughs> This is the first time we've had two Ruth Ruths on one uh, one pick, one game. On this pick, both the side yeah. and the total. Right. Right. That would be Bader Ginsburg to the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm double the setting on this. Uh, it would be crazy. I guess like Clarence Thomas is trying to do that too. But double the sets. All right. So that's going to be a crazy game. Whenever we disagree like that, we have other opinion. But it's good because that's how you learn. And then we have the Hawthorne effect where we view, we review our thinking. All right. Next game is. The San Francisco 49ers minus six under 39. Take Again, a nap. Yeah. Take a nap. I take it now while we're talking. So it doesn't get to seven. Uh, again, uh, it's going to be crazy, right? Carolina. Uh, and, and, and man, you, I think uh, Scott been telling me about this since the draft in April. Ben McAdoo. Oh. And I used to bet against him years ago. And I don't even know how he got hired. Matt Rule, your next coach at Arizona State. (laughs) He hasn't won anything ever, ever. He has a losing record at Baylor, a losing record at Temple, and losing record with the Carolina Panthers. I got to give him credit, though. Must be a great interviewer. And he's going to fail forward to $5 million a year at Arizona State. You know, God bless him. He's a very rich man. And, uh, hey, I'm going to take my cue and bet against him as much as I can. This is a guy, Joe Paterno guy, plays zone uh, under. You already know the way Scott feels. <laughs> what do you think, Chad? Yeah, San Francisco, I mean, I, I it, Craig at the six and a half. I'm seeing minus seven for even money. I'm not really opposed to that. You know, I think they – I think they can win this game by by ten or more. Um, but yeah, and I think that, I mean, I'm sorry. Until the the 49ers show us a different type of mentality, you got. I, I'm cashing unders every week. I'm not going to stop now. So exactly. I mean, I'm going to keep it keep riding that shit till they till Shanahan shows me 
you know, they're, they're, they're opening it up. And, and they, yeah, 49ers under. But, you know, simple, man. It ain't broke. Don't fix it, man. Under, you know, under every game. So let's keep it rocking. Exactly. What do you think, Scott? Ben McAdoo. That, that's all you need to know. Give me – listen, the Rams could only score nine points against San Francisco Monday night. Right. Nine. Carolina's not in the same class as the Rams offensively. Right. Another San, Francisco, San Francisco. Give me San Francisco. Give me the under. The Carolina team total is 16 and a half. I'm going under. Carolina's not getting to 16. The Rams couldn't get to 10. Carolina's not getting the 16. So those not three not, I'm not, going with. Lynch is emphasizing that defense. Yeah. San Francisco is going to shut them down completely, I think. Right. 100%. This is a game there. Chad had a lot of insight on Dallas, uh, Cooper Rush, uh, having the same offense, uh, the Boise State, then uh, Kellen Moore. They seem to be in sync. They're doing well. Uh, they haven't scored a lot of points, though. They're controlling the game with a running game. Uh, the Rams are salesmen, think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. The Rams really look like they're looking long-term uh, and waiting to really show what they do on offense and defense until after the sixth game of the season for division games and later on in the season. So Nina team are showing much. Dallas thinks they're going to win the division. They're not showing much. Uh, the Rams coming off a loss at home. LA people are not going to go to games unless they get some wins. They're going to go to the beach. So the Rams have to put on a show. I think they're going to do minus the five. But it'll be over 43 because Cooper Rush is doing well. And the Rams are going to show a little bit more of their offense. And they know where they're going to play. They're going to play that zone. And Andy Reid showed how to shred a zone, zone blitz last week. Uh, and Dallas isn't good at defense as Tampa Bay. As, you know, Tampa Bay did beat Dallas and Dallas. Uh, what do you think, Scott? I like this game to be close. I, I really do. I like this to be a field goal game. The Rams, again, as the Saints, need this game desperately. I don't think they can go to two and three no, because, no. and survive. So I, I like Dallas to cover, and I like the game to go over. I think it's going to sneak over. Um, I was going to take Dallas on the money line, but I don't think I'm going to do it because I just have that little question mark in the back of my head. Well, this is uh, a problem, right? Uh, Jerry Jones now owns 20% of SoFa. Yep. The, the, the league owes 20% and then 60%. So... There's no way Jerry Jones loses this game. <laughs> so the refs, he's probably even going to tell the refs, knowing Jerry Jones, hey, go ahead, give the refs some calls because I need season tickets. Yeah, yeah. It's commercial real estate. And Jerry Jones, uh, very smartly, five years ago, invested into refineries, and now he's turning those refineries and sending oil to Germany. <laughs> so now he's worth $23 billion. Mm. You guys said it's on me? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. He's distracted by his girlfriend from Montana. 
You know, talk to her. She's got to do some scouting on the Tom Brady mansion if you're going to squat in it until the war settlement. She she know. just gave him the pick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What what <laughs> what are what are what are you guys going with on this one? What do you guys took have? Da- Dallas and the the over. Right. right. I took Dallas and the over. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, the Rams have are struggling offensively. Um, we saw that against San Francisco. They are lacking deep threats. They're lacking tar- targets for Stafford. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them to uh, you know run away and cover this thing. I think you're looking at a competitive game. I think you know the Dallas defense has has. Been, you know, been solid, and, and Cooper Rush has, has been able to, to navigate that. This total is pretty low. Um, we're in that indoor controlled environment, you know, that we talk about. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. I definitely like this one getting over. And you know, I think five points for this Rams team right now is just is too much. So yeah, Dallas plus the five and over the 43. I'm with you guys. All right, Josh. Let me let me ask you something. What have the Rams done this year to show you the five and a half point favorites over a three and one Dallas team? Right. So what I'm really? betting on, what I'm betting on is uh, McVeigh doing his weekly Renaissance call with John Gruden, and they're going to come up because they know Quinn's going to play zone, and they're going to have extra uh, firepower, right? Because teams, Gruden is a four-game guy, right? So each game, each he breaks down the season into four games, right? So this is either the the last if it's extended to five. Uh, to five or the first game of a new cycle with extra offensive and defensive schemes. If you remember, Raheem was a defensive coordinator for who? John Gruden. John Gruden. So yep. they all, so you're going to see a whole new defense. Cooper Rush is going to call first quarter. Cooper Rush is going to call timeout because he's not going to recognize the defense he's seeing. He's going to go to Calamore to come up with a play. So it's going to be new offensive and defensive schemes for the Rams to win this game, 23-17. Is that over? 23-17? No, that's 40. So, so I need th- two more points. 26-17 Rams. 11. Right. But the consensus pick is Dallas plus five and a half over 43. So we all agree on over 43. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, um, uh, Scott McVeigh isn't sleeping at night. He's figuring out how to score. And he's getting help from John Gruden, who doesn't have anything else to do. Josh, you're taking the Rams minus five? Yeah. Okay. Rams minus five with those extra plays Shad and I saw at training camp. Philadelphia at Arizona. It'll be interesting to see. How many uh, Philadelphia fans are in Glendale for this game? Half of Philadelphia lives in Arizona. You're going to have people with uh, two shirts, right? You're going to have a Philadelphia Eagle shirt and an Arizona Cardinal shirt underneath. And whoever's winning at halftime is what they're going to wear in the second half. Uh, Arizona's good early in the season. Clingberry's is good in the, early in the season. And he tanked late. This is a road game for Philadelphia. I think the game uh, returned to the mean. I think uh, – Hertz is going to throw a couple picks. Hertz hasn't convinced him, right? He got pulled for Tua in the national championship against Georgia because Georgia was eating him up alive. And then Clingsbury, uh, his friend, 
Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, when he got into the playoffs, he could not read that uh, defense, Alabama defense he went against, or Clemson, and then destroyed him. So he really hasn't, in my mind, in a interesting game situation, proven anything. They can read any defenses. The Cardinals, uh, Joseph, the defensive coordinator, or your Arizona Cardinals is really good. Arizona's getting people back on defense. The Super Bowl is in Glendale, Arizona. So they're going to get the benefit of the rest, the rest calls. So that's going to give them an edge, and you're giving me five points. So I, I really uh, wouldn't mind a 23-20 game. 23-20 gives me Arizona plus five under 49. What do you think, Scott? I'm going to go over the 49. I think it's getting in the 50s. Um, I think both teams offensively can can light it up on the scoreboard. So I, I, I look at this as a, as a over game. I'm going to take Philadelphia. I just think Philadelphia is a for real team this year. I know Jalen Hurts hasn't shown anything. I know that, um, you know, but I, I think him running the ball, you know, getting those three first downs with his feet. Um, and, I, and I think their wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, all those guys leave them in a good spot offensively. In Arizona, I still take Carolina out of it. Carolina's offense is Ben McAdoo terrible. Right. I still haven't seen Arizona really shut anybody down offensively. So until I see that, I'm going to go with Philadelphia uh, nine times out of ten in this. So I'm going to take Philadelphia, and I'm going to take the over. I think Philadelphia is going to win by a touchdown. I think this is one of those 34-27 games. Um, you know, Kansas City lit them up opening week. Philadelphia's got better weapons than Kansas City offensively. I, I think, and I think they have a running game that's that's comparable to Kansas City. So I, I can see Philadelphia putting the 30s spot up. So Philly in the over in this game. Right. I think Vance Joseph, uh, defense coordinator, been in the NFL for 18 years. And not, the, the problem with Arizona is that they've been hurt on defense. Now they're getting yeah. guys back. So it's going to be a different defense. I like, I like the, the – Vance Joseph or Jalen Hurst. And I call him not his name, but he reminds me of the singer. And I guess uh, Scott's old enough to remember this guy. He wasn't even a singer. He was a guitar player. And all he did was go out there and play Joe Satriani. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> when I think uh, the, the head coach, he says a similar name. Head coach for Philadelphia. Uh, oh, um, Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. There you go. Yep. What do you think, Chad Yeah, man, I and I, I mean, I know, you know, both these offenses can score, and, and Arizona, you know, hasn't hasn't stopped anybody. Um, but man, I, I like I like Arizona getting the five points at home with the team coming across the country here, all the way out from you know up in the northeast down down to that southwest desert. Um, you know, I think Arizona will be able to do enough here to keep this one close. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily feel, you know, that they win this game, but I think they can keep this one within a field goal, um, you know, be competitive. I think if Philly is up, you know, by 10, you know, uh, 11 late, you know, I think a backdoor cover for Arizona is definitely in play. 
And I think this one comes under the 49. Give me the 49 and a half uh, over that key number. And I think this one will I feel just, you know, a little bit, you know, I think it's just going to be a slower tempo. You know, neither of these teams so far have really been playing with a lot of tempo offensively. Um, you know, Philly, they do like to run the ball. You know, they like to get out to a lead and run the ball, you know, so. I could even see, you know, if Scott, you know, what Scott's thinking with Philly comes through and Philly gets out to a lead, you know, they slow this one down. And by them slowing that down with that early lead, it's, it's given away for that backdoor cover late. Um, you know, so I, and I, I think that, that, uh, that, that'll lead to the game going under. And, and I, I think Arizona can, you know, getting the five points at home is just, is the higher probability for me right now. So I'm going AZ plus five and I'm going under 49 and a half. Right. Well, I'm going to have to change my name here. <laughs> <laughs> the, du the double Ruth. The double Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to the Arizona-Carolina radio. It really seems to me like Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins is using that air rate, the ball control type of air rate. They kind of Andy Reid did, right? Yeah. Five-yard pass air rate. So what is the consensus, Jason? Yeah, Arizona plus five under 49 and a half by that point. So I guess the double one will go uh, liberal and conservative descending for the double descent. Ruth Ginsburg, Clarence Thomas descends. Double descent. Oh boy. Both sides of the aisle. <laughs> All right. And it's this Sunday night football. Sunday night football. Again, revenge game theory. A guy who coached with Andy Reid for 10 years from the Harbaugh football mafia family. I say that because he only hired people with the same agents and from the same philosophy. You can only get a job with these people if you're part of their football mafia. Harbaugh, Michigan football. Both brothers are making over $20 million as head coaches. Uh, Cincinnati beat, I think, Baltimore twice last year. Harbaugh did stand for that. Uh, he, he's up at night studying this game since probably all year. Uh, it seems like last week he got in a fight with Mark Peters because they were holding back. And they were holding back for this. So I like uh, in a division game, it's going to be a hard-hitting game, a lot of running. Baltimore on the money line, under 49. We'll go Scott and Jack. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, I really have concerns about Cincinnati's offense right now. They're not running the ball well. Jamar Chase is getting is getting uh, limited and shut down a little bit in games. Right. T. Higgins has been. If they didn't have T. Higgins this year, I don't know where they'd be right now. So, um, I like Baltimore on a Sunday night in this situation. I can't see Harbaugh losing three straight to Cincinnati, a division no. rival. So I'm going to take them on the money line. I'm going to agree with you 100%. Taking them on the money line, and I'm going to take the under. I, I don't think they're going to get to mid-40s in this game. I think this is going to be one of those 21 to 16 type of games, and I, I just can't see where this Baltimore allows Cincinnati to win the game. It's at Baltimore, too, so that gives them a little bit more of an advantage on a Sunday night. So. Just so you're aware, that money line's at minus 175. And it's that high? Yeah, so I don't know if you split a half unit, 
half unit money line, half unit minus two and a half. Yeah, that's if, usually that's usually what I do. Exactly. Yeah. If, that's if that's I, what I'll do this, in this situation. Yeah, if, if, it's no, it if it's yeah. north of 150, I'm going to go half half unit money line, half minus three. Right. That way, you know, if they they win but don't cover, you, you still are – you don't – you're just a push. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Man, I love Baltimore to win this game. This is a championship game. This is the AFC North right here. This is going to be a chat championship atmosphere, big time division game. It's going to come under, um, you know. It's this is this is going to be you know that that playoff type, you know, that kind of early on type type atmosphere. You know, whoever wins this game is at an upper hand here in this in this division. You know, and whoever wins this game will be the front runner uh, to win this division until these teams meet again later in the season. So. Um, you know, Baltimore have lost, you know, revenge game theory here. You gotta like Baltimore at home on this money line. And, you know, this type of rivalry and this type of, you know, this big of a game, you know, I I, I think it tends to the under when you get in these big games, teams are a little more conservative. Um, they're gonna run the ball a little more. Um, they wanna get this thing down late in the game, one possession game with a chance to win it both sides. So this one's gonna come under and Baltimore on the money line. And keep in mind too, Baltimore is zero and two at home. I can't see yeah. them going zero and three. I just yeah. can't see it. Return to the mean. Return to the mean all day for Baltimore here at home. Yeah, and they've they've had some. St- I mean, you know, they had that stinker against the Dolphins in front of their home fans. You know, and which was you know terrible. So even with something like that this year too, it even leads you more to think that they would get this win. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and all these turns up. They're in the top ten rules of betting. I'll make sure they're all in there, and then you can read the episode notes where we have a lot of explanation of these terms. Then the last game was Monday Night Football. Uh, got to learn from the past. Got to learn from your mistakes. So I would say to Andy Reid, uh, I made more money on Andy Reid games than Christmas presents bought by 90% of my family. So I would send Andy Reid a thank you note. Uh, we know him well. <laughs> and uh, But I forgot his guess of memory like an elephant. And again, we go back to two years ago where Bruton, his protege, beat him twice in the division. And then they split. Uh, he's not going to let uh, this coaching mismatch with Daniels. It's not going to work. I think he's overmatched uh, as an organization, as a staff. Spagnolos will not win three Super Bowls, right? Two with Coughlin. Now one with Andy Reid got him to another Super Bowl against the Las Vegas mess of the Raiders. So I'm going Kansas City, minus four, and then he sits on a big lead coming out of Tampa Bay. He wants to save those kids' legs, so we're going to go under 51. We'll go Chad and then Scott. Oh, hold on, before Chad goes. Jason, yeah. what do you have to spread us? Seven and a half. That's I got it at seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I'm taking the Raiders plus seven and a half. I think this one will balloon right. to eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Um the Chiefs don't cover at home. Um, I mean, hit, like statistically as well as they do on, on the road. They are mm-hmm. always thinking games, especially division games at home. I feel like they're always winning them, but not covering. This line will balloon higher than the seven and a half. Off the Chiefs' performance last week. Hi, this morning. I wonder what happened today. This morning I woke up, I took minus four. 
there, yeah. there is there is an injury I think that I heard that has not been reported yet that will be reported. Uh, and I I don't care if Carr doesn't play. I like Stidham. So yeah, you thought you were gonna play anyways. I think um, you know. I think this line. I think we we might get close to ten here with with Las Vegas. This is a division game, um, you know. And I I don't think the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just you know they're they're trying to get out of this game. This is the worst team in their division. They're trying to get out of this game with a win, showing the least amount of stuff as possible. That's how Andy Reid rolls. Exactly. They're gonna win this game by a touchdown. Raiders cover seven and a half, eight, and I like this one to come under 52. Um, I think both teams, you know, that division game, I think the Chiefs will slow it down, get on a lead. They'll sit on a lead. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, I'm going Vegas seven and a half or whatever it balloons to, the balloon line with Vegas and under the 51. I'm going to have to agree, and I'm going to bet it now at seven and a half, eight. And see what's going on, and hopefully it'll balloon higher by Monday night. So I agree with Chad. Go ahead, Scott. So my thought is recency bias between these two teams has shown that the Raiders have gotten decimated by the Chiefs. The defensive style is not there anymore. That was there last year with Gus Bradley. Mahomes has been fairly good for the most part. There's still been a little bit of inconsistencies, i.e. the indie game. I, you know, he was great against Tampa last week. At this spread, which is going to go up, I'm taking the Raiders. I think the Raiders can can come in and lose by a field goal to, to four or five points and still be in great shape. I don't think they're going to win the game in Kansas City. I don't I'm not calling for that, but I think they're going to they're going to cover this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under because I think if Kansas City gets up twenty to seven, right. I think Andy Reid's mo is let's run the ball and let's get out, and that's what he's gonna do. And With the Raiders' offensive line he's had that offensive line is good. Yep, and the Raiders will backdoor cover this, so that's what I think is gonna happen. So, and again, I agree with Chad. This is gonna balloon. This this will get to nine, maybe ten before kickoff. No, definitely the Raiders plus that. Ten. All right, guys, I got to hop off. Good stuff. All right, All right Chad, take care. All right, yep, see you. Right, see so you. Final, final thoughts, Scott. Again, this this looks like a week that's setting up really well for us. I mean, we, we agreed on a lot. We had a couple of differences. But I did, for the most part, I, I think we're consensus or, or, you know, we're definitely unanimous for sure. But I think we all agree on on a lot of these games, which is which is which bode very well for us last week, and I think it's going to do it again. So, right, and you don't have to pay extra sports three hundred dollars. You get more than enough information. I think it's information overload if you're using more information than we're using. So we're boiling it down, information to put money in your pocket consistently and long term. Repeatable and scalable. And it's all for free. We don't want your credit card numbers. We don't want your emails. We just want your collaboration and to share information if you have it. We're sharing what we have. And it's not philanthropy or religion. Whenever you give one, you get 10 back. And Winston Churchill said, You make a living from your labor, but you make a life. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.
Shit in the world. That's why I'm wearing the shoes and roll.